The Athletic. Good morning, welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Tuesday the 28th of November. I'm Michael Bailey and today we're asking... Is Newcastle's Champions League adventure set to end in Paris? This is Newcastle team are often at their best when they do have this kind of backs against the wall mentality. How much pressure is Xavi under at Barcelona? The question of whether or not he will finish the season is beginning to be asked among the fans. And just the three penalties at Craven Cottage as Fulham out Vard Wolves. I've always been for VAR, but I think it's causing a big problem at the moment. This is the Daily Football Briefing with Michael Bailey. Before we get excited about tonight's Champions League action, let's get you up to speed with what happened last night. The only Premier League game saw Fulham beat Wolves 3-2 at Craven Cottage. Oh, are we going to see a third penalty? The challenge for Jao Gomez. Michael Salisbury decides. Penalty again. It's William. He scores it. Are they about to win it? That was Williams' winner for Fulham in the 94th minute. It was 1-1 at half-time before a trio of penalties decided things. William converted his, making it 7 out of 7 for his Premier League career, and Fulham hadn't been awarded a penalty this season until they kicked off that second half. I don't know, you wait all season for a spot kick, and then two come along at once. Wolves already felt they'd been on the wrong side of a few decisions this season, so you can imagine what Gary O'Neill had to say about last night. Fortunately, you don't have to. Here he is speaking to Sky Sports. There are bad refereeing decisions in there. And I mean, I've had a real grown up conversation in there with him. I'm trying to remain calm and it's like I'm not angry with anybody. I'm not in there abusing people. It's literally a, a conversation around, come on, guys, like there's six, seven points now that have gone against us. I've always been for VAR, but I think it's causing a big problem at the moment. Me too, Gary. Me too. So that's Wolves now 12th in the table and Fulham 14th, both on 15 points. Meanwhile, in La Liga, Girona missed the chance to return to the summit after they drew 1-1 at home with Athletic Club Bilbao. Girona are now level on points with leaders Real Madrid, who have a better goal difference. Still, it's been a cracking start from Girona and you can read all you would ever wish to know about their recent journey in a fantastic piece by Paul Balus on The Athletic right now. Now, don't shout at me, but there are only two Champions League match weeks until Christmas. Yes, tonight and tomorrow we have the penultimate round of group stage matches. The Super 6 already into the last 16 are holders Manchester City, last year's runners-up Inter, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, RB Leipzig and Real Sociedad. But one group that's far from resolved is our favourite, the Group of F. That's the one with Paris Saint-Germain, Newcastle, AC Milan and Borussia Dortmund. Newcastle are bottom and face PSG at the Parc des Princes tonight, needing at least a draw to keep their hopes alive. Jacob Whitehead is in Paris for The Athletic and he joins us now. Jacob, Newcastle have had their injury issues this season. Has any of that eased up ahead of tonight? It has not. That is the bad news for Newcastle. I mean, it's more of an issue at this point. They've basically been without an entire 11 of players, whether that's through injuries, or it's at least eight of them in that camp. Sandra Tonali's suspension, of course. And you've also got a few players who are kind of squad players in ML Craft and Matt Ritchie, but who would not been named in the Champions League squad and so therefore can't actually be part of a wider team. So Howe's kind of been left in a situation where against Chelsea, he had to name three goalkeepers on the bench, which must be some sort of record somewhere. 
and also for Youth Academy graduates. Those graduates were there again today. We just had open training at the Parc de Prance where I'm sat now, so they look likely to feature again. And in terms of specific updates, Joe Willock was the most worrying of those because he re-aggravated a nasty little Achilles issue, which he had previously been dealing with. So he could be out with a little spell of time and Sean Longstaff, who was thought to be the closest to returning, has not travelled with the squad, so he won't be involved. So the good news is you're in Paris. The bad news is there's no players allowed back. Yeah, that's a fairly mixed bag. Uh, uh, this is a bit of a mischievous one here, Jacob, but has the Champions League novelty worn off at the club yet? It's a good question, and it it takes a bit of thinking about in the sense that the first two games back was such massive emotional hits. You had the return at the San Siro after 20 years where they came up with a really hard-earned point, and then... After beating Paris Saint-Germain 4-1 at home, whatever happens is always afterwards, is always going to be a little bit of a damp squib, whatever happens. And it was two games against a Dortmund side who potentially had been taken slightly lightly. And so, yeah, I think it is fair to say that in those games, especially a little bit of a new shine wore off, but this is a Newcastle team are often at their best when they do have this kind of backs against the wall mentality. And how said that he likes his team to be playing with his edge. Newcastle kind of have a real clarity now. They know realistically that they have to win to continue their journey and that might actually help them psychologically which is actually something I mean as an aside which Howe's been focusing on he brought the team here to the stadium to train ahead of the game which is something they haven't done in either of their two games so clearly he is trying to do something new to give a little bit of a spark to the players psychologically to get that Champions League away day spirit back a little bit that's really interesting. I mean obviously Champions League qualification is the aim but if that road does come to an end do you sense Newcastle want a stab at the Europa League or would it actually be better for them just to have the Premier League to focus on for the rest of the season? So the, the press tried to get both Nick Pope and Eddie Howe to nibble at this answer and there was absolutely no nibbling to be done. It was very much, we only want to win this game. If you kind of read between the lines to an extent with the amount of injuries they have, with the fact that they're still scrapping the Premier League and they're still in the two cup competitions... Another competition isn't necessarily that appealing. Whereas Nick Pope made a point when we're playing at the end of last season to get into Europe, we're playing for these nights in the Champions League. The kind of subtext is maybe you aren't playing for the Europa League. But that said, if they finish third in the group, it will still hurt. But it's an experience. And Eddie Howe has stated before he is all about trying to create a story with his Newcastle side this season. And so maybe it is something which he will be able to sort of lift them for. But it wouldn't feel like that right now. Thanks, Jacob. Well, beat Newcastle and PSG will be into the knockout stages, providing Dortmund win in Milan, which would also see the German side through. There's a three-way fight for the two qualifying spots in Group E, and Atletico Madrid can secure one of them with a win at Feyenoord. Group H is pretty tasty too. Barcelona and Porto top the group on nine points. They face each other in Catalonia tonight and both will be feeling Shakhtar Donetsk breathing down their necks. Laia Cervejo is in Spain for the game and she's with us now. Laia, Barcelona are only fourth in La Liga. They drew at Rayo Vallecano on Saturday. So how is the mood around the club? I would say the atmosphere is pretty tense. I think that if the team probably, if they had given a good performance against Rayo Vallecano, the atmosphere would be a bit different because before the international break, they were coming off the worst games of the season. And I would even go as far as probably to say that 
the worst games of the Xavi era. In addition, Gavi was injured with Spain and that was psychologically very hard for, for the team. You have to have into account that Barca is a very demanding club in the sense that it is very easy to go into a, a crisis. It's not only the result that counts, uh, we always say, but also the game. And although they are still in with a chance in the Champions League and in La Liga, they are only four points behind Real Madrid. There is a lot of pessimism in in Barcelona. I mean, yeah, that does sound like there is quite a lot for those around Barcelona to deal with at the moment. It, it does feel like Xavi can't afford anything but a victory over Porto? Yeah, I think so. In fact, somebody asked him if not winning against Porto will be a crisis and he was like, there's always crisis in, in Barcelona. He says that every time that he is a very self-critical of the team, but it's true that sometimes what he says in press conferences doesn't seem to convince. He says something that is not reflected then on the on the pitch, and I think the players are starting to, to notice it, and this is not great news, obviously. And until now, Xavi has not been singled out because he is a club legend. But the question of whether or not he will finish the season is beginning to, to be asked uh, among the, the fans. Laporta has said that he uh, have confidence in him, that he is supporting him, but we will have to see if they finally do. That was Laia Saveo. Group G is already sewn up with Man City and Leipzig going through and they face each other tonight at the Etihad. So why not keep an eye on Arby's Javi Simons? He's been scoring some sumptuous goals this season and maybe we'll get another one tonight. You can watch him and all tonight's Champions League action on TNT Sports and Paramount+. Plus. The action begins at 5.45pm in the UK, which is 12.45pm Eastern. And that's it for today's briefing. Thanks for listening. I've been Michael Bailey. Your producers were Abby Patterson and Mike Zimmerman and executive producer was Ian McIntosh. Keep telling your mates about us and leave a review if you like what you hear. Tim Spears will be with you tomorrow morning. In the meantime, have a great day. The Athletic.